Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the part that you guys don't know (laughs) is that we had to do this twice (laughs) to make that noise again. Oh, I love it so much. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for joining us again. You are having the pleasure of spending the next however long with just us. Just us chickies. Amy and Sarah. Yeah. And a big batch of our listeners, too, I should say. Yes. Uh, This is where um, we're going to share what our listeners and the people out there had to say about the topic that we have been discussing over the past couple weeks. Yes. All surrounding body image. Yeah. And how we get to that, what is it, illustrious body neutrality. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like when you um, reach, what is that when you're like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. in spirituality yeah there's something nirvana nirvana i believe that's it yes and the crown chakra is opened (laughs) and you are neutral about food and your body well you know some days i am there yeah some days i'm there today is not one of them no no (laughs) and i'll tell you it's like the mental health and the physical health aspect of that they're all so intricately yeah, they, tied. Uh-huh. And when one suffers, the, all of the rest of them are like, fuck you, man. I was doing fine. Why are you fucking bringing me down? But I yeah, swear, that's what I happens. say this all the time on here, but I feel like I can see the in, the Inside Out movie in my yes. head. Yes. Of all the things just yelling at each other. Yes. And like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Take the pants up. Pick different pants. Pick different pants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck up your day. Don't. Do it. Oh, you did it. God damn it. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're never having sex again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, these are the things that happen once uh-huh. you start spiraling. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, pff. yeah. And so mine started with social media this morning. And I know better. Do I do better? No. <laughs> I know better. I know better. I know better. I told Sarah that my number one goal 
right now, I'm not even gonna say for the year, right now is to decrease social media use, especially at night and in the morning. Yeah. But it's like, it's worse than, I don't, I've never really been addicted to anything before. So like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I can't stop my hand from going. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, it's an addiction. It is. And we were just, we just had a conversation last night. You guys are going to hear this uh, episode first before you hear our conversation with Mike Stecker. Yes. Who talks to us about all things addiction and recovery. Um, He, that was that was really powerful. Such a powerful conversation. Yeah. He's fantastic. So next week you're going to want to, well, nope, sorry. In a couple of weeks, couple you're going to want to stick It's a really special story. Very special story. But he has um, replaced his his uh, drinks with from beer to bubbly. Yes. And so I was told Amy, I said, you need a bubbly. What's your going to be your bubbly? And I love that. I'm going <laughs> to tell Mike that because yeah. I think that he could totally coin that too. Like, what's going to be your bubbly? Yeah. Because... You know, we have to, I've been reading and listening a lot about how our brain works and about, you know, all these things about how long it takes to make yourself be able to do something. I'm almost there with the hot water and lemon in the morning. Almost. Mm, So you're at 20, what is it? 21 days? Is that what you're going for? No, I want it to be every day. I know, but like to make a habit. I don't know. To make or break a habit. I thought it was like a month. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's very less precise than what <laughs> I'm sure the gurus say. Whatever. Um, but so Sarah said, I need a bubbly. Yeah, you need a bubbly. So mm. what will I do in the morning? Grab a book. That's what we decided. Yes. Grab a book. Because Amy is on her third novel, like actual fictional novel of 2022. I got to do it. I got to do it because I love reading. Once I get there, once I get in it. Yes. And I have to say, I really have to give all this credit to my daughter. Yeah. Um, she carries a book with her everywhere. She's an avid reader. She yeah. reads all over the place. The best part was we went to, um, <laughs> she was so fucking proud of herself. We went to Mindful Brewing, just her and I, we had a big day date and uh, she had her book with her and yeah. we were walking in and these two like college aged young girls, maybe high school, I don't know, like, you know, the, the just what my, my daughter looks up to yeah. and like sure. wants to be, right? Sure. Like, I'm like talking and they're like not even paying me any mind. And, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? We need a table for two. But they're like, oh my gosh. So did you read blah, 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 blah. And da, da, da. you're reading that right now. Like they saw the book in yeah. her hand. Yeah. And it's like such a, th- I, I do love that about TikTok is that it is uh, pushing reading that book talk. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I definitely need to get into book talk, but I um, have been, because Let's talk about Good Pods for a second. I'm like all into like the recommendations on Good Pods. Uh, So I need to go into Goodreads too and get some book recommendations because I have a very specific taste. I feel like when it comes to novels and that, but then I, but then I branch out and I do enjoy. So I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I do too, but then like I can easily get into something like, um, I never read his books, but I watched all his TV shows, the Harlan Coben. Yeah. Like where I know, what is it? Harlan Coben? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where I know exactly where we're headed. Right. But I want to take that, I want to take that walk with you. Right. <laughs> I just want to just go into that world for a little bit, even though I know who the murderer is. <laughs> but I feel like though, his things always have some kind of twist at the end it that does. no one would be able to predict. It does, and, yes. And and for that reason, because it's so unpredictable, it's usually super fucking outlandish. Yes. But I love it. I know. I love it. It gives me, it brings me joy. It, 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 bring, it, it reminds me a little about of Law and Order. Yeah. Like yeah. how in the end you're like, <gasps> and so Scott and I used to be like, we just got dick wolfed. 
his name comes up at the yes. end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I, um, I don't know. So I'm, I, I am enjoying reading and hopefully I can make that my bubbly because social media is wrecking my brain. Oh, I did do a cleanse and I've unfollowed a shitload of people and I, I actually need to unfollow everyone who puts posts of before and after them half naked. Like, uh, why are you do, uh, doing it? So you want to unfollow them because of like the conversations, like what we're about to have about like diet culture. Yes. Okay. And I, and there's no, I'm not trying to shame anyone, you know, or say anything about them. It's just that when, you know, we'll talk about this later, but when you have had eating disorders, like you yeah. can't do a whole 30. Right, right, right. <laughs> it stuff is, yeah, it's because can't. it triggers right back into the, yeah. So yeah. I don't know that then just, it really sets me off. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I do want to talk about, because, you know, we're talking about grabbing our bubbly and having that replacement. Shit, I know where this is going. And um, (laughs) we're enjoying some lovely tea this morning as we have our discussion. Amy's not going to be able to control herself for a minute here because I'm about to embarrass her. And it's my favorite thing to do. Oh, God. Okay. Um, But as we're enjoying our (laughs) hot tea... um, I was like, God, I fucking love tea so much. This, this, was, this me- was the last time we were yes. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> giving me so much comfort. Like, I just love it. And Amy's like, yeah, I mean, I wish I liked it that much because I just I really want to love tea. And I'm like, well, if you don't like it, then why do you drink it? And Amy says, because it makes me feel better than everyone else. <laughs> image of tea drinkers and I in my brain see this is where I'm all fucked up in the head and oh, I need lots stop. more than you just therapy not. but no I have a hierarchy of people <laughs> so I have a hierarchy of people and um coffee is not at the top like the 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 most you know evolved and grounded <laughs> and like beautiful humans who have just like made it they're drinking tea <laughs> The rest of us fuckers, we're down here drinking, like, <laughs> coffee. A lot of coffee. So I have tried. I, I have gone through so many phases over the past, like, I don't even know. I've tried since college, I think, to drink tea. I've tried so hard, and I've tried so many different kinds, and I've, like, set intentions with the tea. <laughs> Did you just say set intentions with the tea? Yeah. I fucking love you so much. <laughs> I really, I really like feel like tea equals meditation. It means calm, not like this frantic heart racing I have every day of my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I feel like those of you out there that are tea drinkers, you're better humans than I. <laughs> and I just want to be a part of it. But I just, it's so hard. I hate it. <laughs> so basically, all of the UK, we think you're better than us. <laughs> I mean, we thought that anyways before this. I guarantee they're like, we know. We know. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it reminds me of Ted Lasso when he's like, this this is a joke, right? This is like a big joke you're playing on everybody, right? He's like, it's hot brown water. (laughs) That's right. He's like, he just doesn't get it. And I... Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to kind of take us into the episode with a little bit of a transition that you're going to be like, baller, Amy. (laughs) So, um, I, 
I've been desperate my whole life, even at, I don't even know how many pounds this less. Going? Like to be less, uh, to be less weight. So yeah, yeah. It, I would say I, like it started when I got to be about 125, like 125 pounds. Oh my God. I think that's where it started. Exactly. I know it's a problem. And then I think I went to college and it was like 135 or I don't know. No, no, no. I don't even know. I think it was 127. Like, I remember the number. Oh, my God. And so the obsession began. And I've always just wanted to be less. So I all I have tried everything. I mean, you could sell me like you at any point you could have sold me anything. And I have bought the, the amount of things I've bought to lose weight is just it's just embarrassing. Um, but one was a tea. And I am not sure how I got convinced by this ad that a tea was going to somehow drop miraculously like 15 pounds in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I bought, I think it's skinny. Because I tell you it will. You know what? It's skinny tea. That the fuck's what's called. Jesus. So you do have to eat like a certain diet, but like apparently. <laughs> so it's not the tea. Okay. But no, apparently it's the tea that's going to like, I'm making this up. I don't know what the fuck the tea was supposed to do, but I'm going to assume that it it revved up your metabolism, made you not hungry. I don't know. But I bought the tea yes. and it came loose. And then like ugh, Scott and I had to go all over Pittsburgh looking for a thing to put the tea in. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed because yeah. again, fucking hate tea. And um, yeah. So, you know, I guess that just, just telling that story is my tie in from tea <laughs> uh, to the fact that I have done you tried everything. Everything. And this was one of our questions we asked everyone mm-hmm. is like, how many, if you've tried, how many diets have you tried and fad diets? And they're all fad, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I would give you like my last hundred dollars. Yeah. It, I mean, and if that's, you were like, I guarantee that this is going to work. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where we are as a culture. And I think after looking through these survey results, that has been definitely yeah. solidified um, for me to know that god we've been raised in such a different way of thinking um than men first of all and uh just the thought process around weight is just oh it just makes me sad it makes me very sad yeah i think it makes me sad that we and by that i mean you and i can't stay in that spot and how we all drift back But I think that every, even the people that we look up to, the people we've interviewed say they have those days where they go backwards too. Sure, sure. And that's a shame because that's just a missed moment of your life then. Right, right. Over something so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I'm going to need us to pause because I need to get more tea. (laughs) Pausing for tea. Pausing for evolution. For evolution. (laughs) You have to keep it in. All right, we've gotten our second cups of tea because now we are double <laughs> the amount of evolved as we were when we started this whole thing. It's just a straight evolution, people. <laughs> I'm Slips. flying high on peppermint tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. My stress has reduced exponentially by drinking stress relief tea, oh honey lavender. Gosh. Oh my gosh. We are not sponsored by any tea person. <laughs> No, people. no. I mean, this we'll not take a, it. Yes. We'll take it. I mean, I can, I can learn to love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're going to jump into, we had asked our listeners. So if you did partake in the survey, we want to thank you so much for your feedback. It has helped um, build this episode for us today. 
What I want to say is that um, the views and opinions that are expressed in these surveys are not necessarily the way that uh, we as hosts feel. Um, we are sharing the feedback of you guys um, for those of you that were so kind enough uh, to participate. So we just wanted to make sure we make a note of that. Um, I think that this is going to be a good one because we can see how far we have come in some cases and how far we still have to go um, yeah. in others. And I think that we all can, you know, relate and have some, uh, some not so great thoughts sometimes when it comes to body image. Yes. Yeah. And I've already learned so much. So, I mean, had I, had I filled out this survey before yeah. the two interviews we had, I probably would have filled it out completely differently. That is the other thing I wanted to mention too, yeah. is it's like when I was reading these responses, I already in the past two weeks yeah. have changed how I would have felt reading them mm -hmm. prior to talking to Casey yeah. and Liz. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard uh, Liz's episode yet, make sure you go back and listen to her. She has such great tips and just great life lessons. A lot of really amazing insight. Yes. Yeah. Into this idea of just your body is a body and it's mm -hmm. what can it do for you? Right. And um, get excited for Casey's because that is going to be coming up next week yes so let's dive in all right well the first question that we asked and and we're going to go over the questions that were yes or no first just to give you some percentages and then to talk about um how how sarah and i would answer them as well and then we'll jump into the longer questions so as a child did you ever experience shame around your body and 73% uh, of our listeners said yes. Wow. And 26% no, um, which I, I, doesn't shock me. No. No, it doesn't shock me either, especially I think. But I think though as kids, it's like some kids are totally oblivious yeah. to you know what you're saying because they don't know how to think in that sense yet. Yeah. Um, and that, but also childhood could be all the way through your adolescence too. And I know for a fact that I experienced so much shame during that time of my life. So, so you think your answer would be yes to that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If we're including adolescence, yes. Yeah. If we're including like childhood, um, no. Yeah. I, I don't, honestly, I don't think I'd, I would say yes to that one. Um, I was definitely, I felt shameful about like my boobs, mm. which I think my poor daughter's going through right now. And mm -hmm. I felt shameful about like my hairy arms. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that's your, I mean? I mean, that's your body like, though. That kind of stuff, but not yeah. weight wise. Okay. Because I wasn't, I, I, I don't know either. It wasn't like a big deal just because I wasn't, I didn't have a bigger body. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only reason why, because I remember them, people talking about other people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What was the next one? The next one is the same question, but as an adult. So as an adult, has anyone made you feel shameful about your body? And we had same exact thing. 73% yes and 26% no. It's an interesting question. Um, made you is a little bit like. It could be a lot of different things. I mean, I mm -hmm. definitely don't, I mean, my answer is yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I would say that more, more than just one person, it's society mm -hmm. standards for things yeah. and everything I see all around me. Right. 
I mean, we've talked about some specific examples of when we've been made, when we've been made to, I guess made to is like not the right way to say it, but when we have felt yeah. shame because of what someone else has said. And, um, and we both, Casey and I had talked about teaching classes and how people have said something to us, you know, about being instructors. Um, you know, but I also have been, uh, felt shameful from just eating in front of certain people yeah. in my family. And it happens a lot with um, certain members where it's like because their food choices are better than mine, quote yeah. unquote better. Right. We're trying um, to get away from that. Yes. I shouldn't say that. But like That's I okay. am I am feeling as though they are making a healthier choice than I am. And so that I feel shame about that. Uh, sure. So that's like something that's inadvertent that someone's not trying to do. But I've mm-hmm. also straight up been told to stop eating by someone else. Yeah. So. You, you told me that story a year or so ago. And yeah. I just remember being absolutely fucking like, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's not like you heard somebody talking through the other door. No, no. Right to my face. Looked me right in the eyes and actually slammed their hand oh down on the God. table and said, stop eating. Wow. Oh. And... I am not saying that that is okay to say in any occasion whatsoever, but what made it worse is that I literally had had one piece of pizza Mm -hmm. and was starting to eat my first bite of like a little scoop of potato salad. Yeah. So it was like, and it was a birthday party for my daughter. So it was, you know, like we were sitting around, like that's what she wanted to have. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. I could have been like having a, a, you know, bite of spinach and it doesn't, like it doesn't It doesn't matter. Nobody's, nobody has permission to comment on the fuck you're eating. Right. Yeah. So, so that's an example. What do you feel like you would want to share an example of when you felt shameful? I don't really, I can't, again, I don't really feel like anyone but myself uh, has been the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that again, it, for me, it's just like, it's just the media mm-hmm. and this comparisons. And mm-hmm. I think I've shamed myself. I talk about this a little bit. I think, I don't know which interview it was, but compare comparing myself from before. Yes. To yourself. So comparison yeah. to myself, old pictures. I mean, I can, uh, what is that called? Like I can like, dwell on that yeah. or I can like I can really like spiral on that mm-hmm. um for hours <laughs> so yeah you know I I I, I honestly nothing's kind of jumping out of my head and so I really feel like I put it on myself which is sounds even crazier now so yeah you know right but all right next question how strong do you feel now in your confidence level when it comes to body image, if five being extremely confident. And we were all over the board, but the highest um, ranking were three and four, which I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, right. I mean, you I would expect a lot more one and twos, yes. but for people to feel like, you know. It was a scale of one to five. It was a scale of one, one to five, five being extremely confident, and most people were a three or a four. Right. And that's, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, that makes me really happy for people to have, to feel that way about themselves. Cause that's even like in that neutral, neutral space that we're trying to get to that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't think about it. That'd be amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you dieted or currently dieting? And the answer was yes or no. So we have a percentage here. So anyone out in that world want to make a guest, yell it out in your car now. <laughs> 
Okay. It is 100% yes. Yeah. Every single one of us has tried some form of dieting. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising. Or doing it now. Yeah, it's not surprising at all. Yeah. What a weird word. It has dye in it. Mm. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. realized that. That's like a... Wow. There's just a lot up up in that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just for that. All up in that. We should not diet because we don't want to die. No. Okay. So if you have dieted, how many different methods have you tried? And it was one to three, four to eight, or nine or more. And the biggest, which one do you think that the most people said? Uh, I... I'm going to say most people are in that like mid-range. That's what I was thinking too, but that wasn't the case. I thought it was going to be um, the one to three, but it was actually, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be the four to eight, but it was the one to three. Ah, oh, well that's okay. Not so bad. That's, that's actually not, that's, promising. <laughs> that is promising. I mean, yeah. you know, that's great, but I was expecting more four to eight. So yeah, yeah. And in your experience, do you find diets to be beneficial to your health? What were our results there? We were 60-40, 60% no and 40% yes. Ah, okay. Some of those yeses had some like caveats like, yeah. you know, not dieting. It was more like eating healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, I did see some of those comments. I didn't, right. I didn't really look at the percentages. I, I was reading the comments more. <laughs> right. So our first response was from Kathy G, who is from Florida. And first question we asked was, what childhood or adolescent memories helped shape your views on body image, whether positive or negative? And Kathy G from Pittsburgh said, never seeing myself as thin enough to fit in. Oh, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. That was the answer to that. That was the answer. Child one. To the, yes. Oh. Um, I mean, these are all pretty heavy. I am so grateful to the people who have um, offered to share their story with us. Yes. So um, Sarah said, Sarah M, so not this Sarah, (laughs) um, for childhood and adolescent memories, my mom put me on Weight Watchers when I was eight. So yeah, I was taught my body was wrong from an early age. It's not a mindset I've ever been able to escape. Mm eight years old on Weight Watchers. Damn. Sarah M. I'm giving eight-year-old Sarah M. a big hug right now. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, same question. We have Anonymous from Pittsburgh said, watching my mother constantly restrict food for herself and speak negatively about her body definitely rubbed off on me. Comments about my body never seemed to be positive. Oh, Anonymous. <sighs> Heartbreaks. I guess just know you're not alone, folks, because yes. these are these are all kind of going to line up a little bit as we read through them. But they are all very painful to hear. And I'm sure they were painful to share. And again, I'm going to say it again. Thank you. Yes. OK, uh, this is anonymous from Chicago. I can remember teen magazines having a huge influence on what I felt like I should look like. I also feel like my group of friends influenced my body image. We had one friend whose mom constantly made her feel self-conscious about her body size and appearance. Mm. She started throwing up her food to lose weight and we all kind of followed. What a chain reaction. Right. 
you know, there is, everybody always has that one moment that they realize mm-hmm. that there's something, a positive, negative thing to yeah. do with your weight, you know, and right. that seems that this one parent, unfortunately, um, triggered that in all of these girls. Mm. That's real heavy. Amanda N from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, just want to restate the question again real quick. What childhood or adolescent memories help shape your views on body image, whether positive or negative? I was athletic and energetic. I lo- energetic. I loved being a size 12 in high school and I worked out three times a week and ate salads every day for lunch. I worked so hard at my body. Whew. Ouch. Yeah. Oh. It's like when you're a child like that. Because in high school, you're still, you're not an adult. Like you are still, yeah. you know, this underaged <laughs> human being just trying to figure out life. And you're, you're working so hard at your physical appearance. Yeah. Uh, this one is anonymous uh, from Colorado. And the answer to that question was just Miss America, mm. which is interesting. Um, yeah. Because that does, you know, if you see that on TV and you weren't really sure that that was even, you know, obviously they're winning something for looking like this. Right. So this right. is the right way to do it. Right. You know? Yeah. They're winning this title of Miss America. Yeah. Like representing the country. So clearly this is the way we're supposed to look. Right. So speaking of Miss America and beauty pageants, uh, we have some sadder news to share and something that we felt like it was important to address. Um, but talking about uh, former Miss USA, yeah, which is a different pageant, but it's still, which I just learned world. is a different pageant. I thought they were the same. Yeah. You, <laughs> you learn something every day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not up on my pageantry. Um, as far as I remember, Miss America has a talent portion. Miss USA does not. I'm sure that there are other differentiating yeah. factors there, but that's, that's the one I know. Um, so one of the things on my social media that I should not have like gone on this morning because at like five, I don't know, six this morning or something, I was, I, I read this and it of course startled me as it would startle anybody. Um, but the Miss USA, uh, from 2019, Chesley Christ, I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. She died by suicide last night and, um, from jumping from her ninth story window. Mm. So I, of course, as we all do friends, we know that you did it with, if you were friends with us, I know you did it with my husband. I would have done it too. You go back to their Instagram, right? And you're like, what happened? Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. And so that's where I was all morning. And, um, I really don't know if this was her saying something or not kind of like Scott's jump in poem. Yes. But this was the last thing she posted, and this was just yesterday, hours before it happened. Uh, She said, may this day bring you rest and peace. Yeah. I don't know. It's a gorgeous picture of her. It is a gorgeous picture of her. Um, And then I, you know, I showed Sarah the post before it. I mean, is her in her workout clothes saying that um, her January workouts have been working. 
and I, and I'm not going to assume what was going on, but I mean, that's a lot to have to keep up that appearance. Mm-hmm. She, she was an e-correspondent. She was a model, you know, she did all of these things. I mean, mm-hmm. she was also, that sucks because she wasn't known as much for her badass attorney, attorney, like mm-hmm. things that she did. She did a lot of social justice and um, pro bono work Yes, for people who were um, incarcerated and it was like, you know, they weren't guilty. So you know, I, I, what do you say when something like that happens? It's so tragic, very tragic. And I, we wanted to make sure that we talked about this because I think I know that in the past I have caught myself saying like, I'll be so much happier yeah. if I were to lose right. like 20 pounds, I would be so much happier. Right. And I think, you know, we do all of these things and not just with weight loss, but we do it with like, if I was making this much more money, yeah. if I had this you know specific partner yeah partner or you know we keep saying like i'll be happy when i'll be happy when and it's just a dangerous game to play such a dangerous game and i know i need to get better at looking at what i have right now in this moment and saying i'm happy with what i have right now i'm happy with who i am right now yeah my life right now makes me happy and if, you know, there are things that I want to change, that's all I need to say is like, I would love to improve this or change right. this. But so from the yeah. outside, this girl, woman, she was, yeah, 30, this woman looked like she had the very perfect life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we always say, you just don't know what someone's story is and what they're right. struggling with. So, right. Oh my, let's, let's keep it going with this. All right. Finishing the same question. Um, what childhood or adolescent memories helped shape your views on body image, whether positive or negative? An anonymous from Washington PA said, my family culture loves food and eating and prefers their children well-fed and happy. No real pressure to be thin. Um, friends that loved me and seemingly didn't care about my body. I mean, why would they? And then negative, yes, negative, a little boy calling me a cow. Um, And then another instance for her, a close friend saying I was five times her size because she wore a size two and I wore a size 10. Uh, And then another negative for herself was a body shape not reflected in shows or magazines Mm. positively at that time. Yeah. Those are great examples, first of all, and I love that you were able to, to recognize the positive ones because sometimes it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Thinking about those negative comments, of course, then springs up things in my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't realize the words that people are going mm-hmm. to carry forever. Yes. And you, you know, you could be a, a, like, just like, I could just see this little turd boy being right. like, you're such a cow. Right. Like, right. That's the kind of stuff that sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, yeah. So it is hard for us to not hold on to those things. Yeah. Okay. This is Jenna L. And I struggle with this. I feel like when I was a teenager, it was in the late nineties, early two thousands. And it was all about diet culture and not being fat. Honestly, my mom wasn't the greatest with body positivity, and I do blame her for a lot of the way I think now. I don't know if it was her fault or if it was just the diet culture at the time. I remember being 10 or 11 and doing Cindy Crawford exercise videos because my pants were getting tight. And that's the other thing, too. It's like when you're a kid, a child, like you're going to grow and you're going to grow out of what you're wearing and like you're going to have to buy because that's what kids do. And so... 
oh, that makes me so sad because it's like you have that parental. I had the same thing. My mom was constantly commenting on her weight and how she yeah. was, she would use the word fat all the time. Yeah. And she would just say, oh, I'm just, I'm too fat. Yeah. I'm so fat. And so I heard that growing up my whole life. And so it's like when you hear that and you think, and you know, oh, this is getting too tight and that you have this thing in your head, then like it shouldn't be getting tight, but you're a kid yeah. and like your clothes are going to get tight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We just have to be so careful with how we talk in front of our children. Um, okay. Lori L from Lancaster PA said, I was never skinny. I was never the skinny one in my group of friends, no matter what grade. I was in high school when low rise jeans were in style and I looked terrible in them. When I got to college, it was a little better. I wasn't the heaviest in my group. I also remember movies like American Pie and those girls were so, so skinny. So skinny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot in the, cause that's like the nineties, two thousands, early two thousands. And that's like that whole, yeah. And that's what, um, anonymous over here says as well. I grew up in the Britney era. Yes. Where you have to just eat salads and be skinny. Yep. Yeah. It is interesting too, to think about like group of friends, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and how that plays yeah. a part, right? Like definitely if you're the biggest mm-hmm. in your group of friends, I'm sure that that always feels uncomfortable. Right. Um, so I was not the biggest in my group of friends. I was actually quite small growing up, but I ate a lot and I didn't exercise. Like I ate a ton. And, um, my friends did not. And my friends were like always dieting. It was like low fat everything. Cause it was the nineties. Yeah. So it was like, everything was low fat and they worked out and they did jazzercise. Cause that was what mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. you know, at the time. And I did um, that in high school. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't do any of that. And I remember them repeatedly telling me you're going to be so fat when you get older. Holy shit balls. And it's like, just that was on repeat with them every time I ate anything because they were and jealous that you were eating but it was like Jesus like you know and then I and I remember thinking like a few years ago when it was time for me to go to my 20th reunion there I was like I don't want to go because they were right yeah they were right did you go and here I did here I am you know probably 80 pounds heavier than I was right. in high school and they all look even better mm-hmm. than they did 20 years ago yeah and you know so it was like this whole weighted thing because god our friends Jesus I know oh anyway yeah I this- can't really be around speaking of friends I can't be around people anymore that talk constantly about it about it yeah it's it's just too hard for me and mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, but like, I just, that is not a conversation I want to have. I agree. That's not, again, it's like, you know, gossiping. Like I'm just not doing that. Right. I think it's, it's just because, um, we're trying to hit that neutral point. Yeah. And when you talk about it so much and in depth and it's like currently at the front of mind all yeah. the time, how do we hit that? Also like there has to be something else more interesting you can <laughs> talk to me about. <laughs> All right. Um, This one's kind of a long one, but it is very, very interesting. Um, This is from Mihaela M. Uh, She's originally born in Bulgaria. Uh, She now lives in the United States. Um, So what child or adolescent memories help shape your views on body image? Uh, So hers were negative. 
And she says, back home, I was in a professional ballet school from the fourth grade until the 12th grade. At that time, the mindset of the teachers were different. There were no such punishments for the teachers. They were also a product of communism because they were studying in Russia in their childhood. Every single day, we had ballet periods within a time frame of two to eight hours. We had standard classes like math and reading in between. I will never forget within those years of school how miserable I felt. My teachers would body shame me all through my teenage years. They would call me as fat as a pig or as big as a cow. I was skinny and I felt very insecure for being, quote, fat. They were gathering our entire class on a scale for everybody to see your weight and how fat you were. It was called, quote, weekly weighing. It was terrible experience, especially when in your teenage years and are insecure about everything. My teachers would come in and get needles, shoes, lighters, cigarettes, and their watches and line them up next to them and get the fattest people in our class and throw slash burn us with these items. Oh my God. I am still recovering from these memories, even though I'm in my mid thirties. I don't think I will ever feel okay with my weight. I am definitely fit right now, but something in my mind is telling me that I need to get skinnier. The people around me are telling me that I am on the brink of being unhealthy. Mm. I will never see myself skinny for living in that hellhole through my entire life. That's why I'm fucking messed up. How could you not be? Yeah. That's some pretty severe trauma. Yeah. Yep. And abuse. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Again, hugs to you, Mahala. I, Jesus. (sighs) Oh, wow. Uh, In my college, I was in a sorority. Um, We did not haze. I was actually very proud of that. I still am. Um, But the sorority up the hill from us (laughs) did haze. Amy thinks it's fucking hilarious that I was in a sorority. But (laughs) I just kind of want to unfriend you. (laughs) Hey, that's fine. Go for it. I'm not going to justify it. It's fine. Um, Go ahead. You do you, girl. Ninety-four percent of our campus. That's not. It's not me. Like making up some random percentage at the time. Legitimately, ninety-four percent of the campus was Greek because it was literally all we had to do. Yeah. We we're on a hill in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, okay. Um, the sorority up the hill from us uh, would do something very similar to what Mahela described. They would make them get dressed, undressed down to their underwear and bra, stand up on a table. They would take permanent markers and circle their cellulite circle areas that were too quote too fat like and then they would just shame them that was like a thing where friends used to do that to each other what the fuck with the marker nope that's fucking terrible but (laughs) i remember when i heard that like i was still going to school there i was like what are you serious like this is happening like this is actually happening Wow. I was like, it's the year 2000. We should be so much more evolved than this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 2000. Okay. Um, this is from Janet in Pittsburgh. And it says, uh, I'll repeat the question. This is, um, oh no, we have a couple more. Okay. What childhood or adolescent memories helped shape your views on your body image, whether positive or negative? Comparing myself to peers starting in middle school, I am a curvier girl and many girls in my school were very thin and had eating disorders in the late 80s and early 90s. 
Quickly, I realized then that physical appearance is what gets the attention from boys. Isn't Mm. that the truth? Yep. Leah E. from Minnesota says, I remember playing with Barbie dolls and thinking they were the epitome of beauty standards for women. This was confirmed by Baywatch, Saved by the Bell, Friends, and all the TV shows with girls with skinny waists and big boobs. I remember waiting for my breasts to grow and only ever reaching a size A cup and being embarrassed. Oh, I hear you, girl, preach. My mom also praised me for looking good at the strangest times when I was clearly not doing anything about it. She thought I had nice legs or something. It was very weird and made me uncomfortable. Mm. She would always put her body down and was constantly doing the latest diet. Still is. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that, too. I feel that, too. And you know what's interesting that I'm like realizing is how much both ends of the spectrum the small boobs and the big boobs and the small yeah. bodies and the big bodies. It doesn't matter what side it of the fence you're on. Because, nope. I mean, I just went through dressing room hell with Lily all day Saturday. Um, she's like, she's already grown out of all of her bras. Like, mm-hmm. she, it's just, it's really hard. And her, the fa- on, you know, somebody would like, you know, want, say they're going to want those boobs so badly, but then like you've got the girl that has them crying yeah. about them. Right. And it's just because it's different mm-hmm. from the norm. Yeah. But they, what's the fucking norm? If she norm? would have gotten those at like 14 and 15, yeah. it would have been like, woo. Yeah. You know, but just because everybody else is like an A now. Yeah. So, uh, it's so fucking hard. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was an A until I was, what was it, like 26 years old and got breast implants, <laughs> 27 <laughs> years old. Um, but I felt the need to do that because I always was embarrassed and shamed for how small my breasts were. Yeah. Melissa R. from Spokane, Washington says, um, we, uh, my body grew exponentially last year. Girl, it was 2020. It was the year of the shit show in America, in the world. Yeah. (laughs) She did not say that. I did. Let me start over with what she said. (laughs) (laughs) My body grew exponentially last year. And so I've struggled with feeling comfortable and confident in my body. I'm super self-conscious of my stomach because I have GI issues that cause a lot of bloating. Ever since Liz said on that last episode that you don't owe your health to anybody, um, it has helped me come to terms a lot easier with like my health issues because we were saying earlier, like our physical health Mm -hmm. directly affects our mental health and vice versa. And hearing her say that has given me so much more freedom to feel okay with being bloated when I am and like having those GI issues. So hopefully, um, Melissa... If you haven't listened to that, listen to that episode. Listen to what Liz has to say about it. It's helped me, and and I hope maybe it'll help you. Yeah. And and I know we're saying, um, commenting after each thing that we read, and I guess I just want to reiterate, because I know both of us, Sarah and I, are not trying to do any sort of platitudes or some sort of like bullshit no. at all. All we're doing is saying that we stand with you, and we appreciate your authenticity. So... That is, if that's what you're hearing, that is 100% not where we're coming from. Yeah, I promise no. you. That's icky. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you for yeah <laughs> clarifying that. Because, girl, I stand with you. 100%. <laughs> I do not have, I have more bad days than good days. That's what I yeah. need to clarify. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm not going to, like, give you some sort of weird-ass, like, positivity bullshit. No. That's all. Just saying... I neutrally stand here. Neutrally stand here. <laughs> In support. In support. There we go. I like that. 
All right. The next question was, what struggles do you face, if any, on a regular basis when it comes to body image? Um, Kathy G. from Florida, I have let go of being the perfect shape. At the age of 67, I am finally happy with how I look. It was a long struggle to get there. Woo! Yeah, baby. Woohoo! Way to go. All right. So this is from Anonymous in Chicago. Uh, this is for the question, which struggles do you face, if any, on a regular basis when it comes to body image? I have had an eating disorder. It lives with me, although I have not made myself throw up or starved myself for years. Anytime I don't feel like I'm happy with my body, my clothes, size, my weight, my brain defaults to thoughts of negative past behavior. Amen. Amen, sister. That's exactly what happens. Uh, I have to work hard to not get into the eating disorder cycle. And that is so fucking hard. Yeah. That's it's an addiction. This is that that is that is something I should never said I wasn't addicted to eating because that is something I can get on board with. Yeah, right, right. The starvation train. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Anonymous from Pittsburgh says, um, "What struggles do you face? Loving myself. I have this amazing body that can that easily became pregnant and carried three babies. I am constantly thinking that others perceive me negatively. I feel that. Yeah." Anonymous from Colorado. It used to be the way clothes were made for only one body type, but that has changed for the better in the past decade. That's positive. That is positive. I love it. So there are clothes for every body. Yeah. Finally. Liz also has a bunch of lists of those. She sure does. Check it out. I feel this, Jenna. This is Jenna L. Every day I look at certain parts of my body and get completely disgusted. I, I feel I feel it too. Yeah, if, I will say it's been fewer lately. I think my mind is elsewhere, <laughs> concentrating yeah. on other shitty parts yeah. of my life. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can I can say that I haven't thought negatively about my body. No, I thought negatively about Girl, everything else. Everything else, literally every other part of me. <laughs> um, anonymous Washington, PA. I really try to focus on healthy at ever at health at every size. I love that message. I want to be healthy, not skinny. But it is a constant effort to not fall into old patterns of negative self-talk. Yeah. Another anonymous from Pittsburgh. And their response was, I'm currently at a much better place with my body. Nice. So way to go. Congratulations, anonymous. Congrats. Lori L. from Lancaster says, every day I feel my fupa when I sit down and I have self-loathing about it. Girl, I feel it. <sighs> okay, so I do feel like we need to explain what a fupa is because there are people who don't know because I've had actually people ask me, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, okay. Go for it, girl. It's the part of your tummy that when you sit down that comes over your pants. Mm-hmm. That is what that is. Um, but uh, it is a natural thing. And I, yeah, just want to say that. That's that's my feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck anyone who doesn't love my fupa. <laughs> yeah. That's why they both start with F. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I am skinny, but I am not. So this feels the opposite of what others say. Ah. Ouch. I do feel that others treat me differently based on weight perimenopause has hit my body hard and changed it it's a lot harder to keep a healthy weight as i age okay so yes again natural 
but it's natural progression of aging. Yeah. And you know, it just, it is, but this is what we think and feel. This is what happens. We also then were like, well, because even if I have someone like, you know, Liz and Casey, who I look up to saying that these things, I'm still like, but that is not the majority. Therefore we should still, (laughs) you know, in the, that, 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 person in the back of your head talking in the back of your head yes absolutely I can totally um uh relate to the I think I'm skinny but apparently I'm not kind of thing because I remember when I was teaching full-time teaching um exercise exercise classes sounds so fucking like 80s and 90s movement classes (laughs) movement classes when I was teaching fitness classes um I never thought of myself, I did not look at myself as a heavier person, but I had so many comments daily to the contrary that I was like, hold on, wait, what? Who are you looking at? I'm fat? <laughs> huh? I was so confused. I mean, oh, it's just, that's hard. Um, oh, it's my turn. <laughs> it is. So, Mihaela um, M. from Bulgaria, uh, the thought of being fat overwhelms my daily living, no matter how I look or how I feel. It's well, the, it's that recovery. It's a recovery is, process. That is a lot to recover from. Yes. So Janet from Pittsburgh said, embracing the permanent changes from having a child, still wanting to love how I look, but also really loving food and not always loving exercise. Well, welcome to the clubs. Yes. right I mean that is that is so how yeah how I can feel all the time um there's also a big difference between first child and second child hell yeah um also uh something that you know there's things that nobody tells you is that like when you get a c-section there's like weird shit that happens Mm -hmm. as well with your stomach yeah that never goes back right so you just got to decide what part of you you want to get like destroyed to be a woman luckily (laughs) luckily i've had one of each therefore we are just straight destroyed isn't it fun down there um leah e from minnesota i've always been embarrassed about my stomach i thought i shouldn't have any type of bump at all on my stomach and i always always had one even when i was five six and 120 pounds no one Mm. ever normalized it for me now I'm around 160 pounds and that bump is much bigger. I feel fat on a regular basis as I try to embrace my body for mm-hmm. who she is now. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Sarah. Sarah from Virginia. I love you. She said, I refuse to be in pictures. My children are going to grow up and have no evidence I existed. Oh my God, that gave me like That hurts my spots. heart. Real bad. I used to be that way. Same. Same I really did. And then I just said, fuck it, because um, I was bending down the other day with my big old booty in the air. Stop. Well, some people like a big booty. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, a lot of my behind that uh, Mike was filming while I was helping Brady Bowl. Yeah. And, you know... For a second, I was like, no way. And then I was like, what the fuck do I care? Like, yeah. I, I'm helping a child. Like, I'm yeah. bent over. Right. And whatever. Yeah. You know? Or, um, yeah. I mean, there's still some pictures that people take of me and my kids that I'm like, and it's strangers. So you can't be like, can you do that again? Right. But up from a higher angle. And then, like, I'm going to stick my... T- <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. Picks are hard. 
So the next question we asked was, if you faced struggles, what inspired you to overcome them and change your mindset? Kathy G. from Florida says, evolving to be happy with a healthy body and appreciate how well it serves me every day. Damn. Yeah. Mic drop, Kathy G. Yeah. Since she said we could say her name. I know. Way to go, mama. Yeah. I was I'm like, can so I please say I'm so this proud is. of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And it's definitely helping all of us below you, meaning me and my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So the generation. The generation. Yeah. Okay. So this is anonymous from Chicago. My husband was a huge help in my battle. He helped me learn to love myself by loving me unconditionally. That's beautiful. Yeah. Until just recently, I could not diet. I would all, it would always spiral out of control and become an obsession. Feel that. Lack of movement during COVID and lots of snacking caused me to gain a lot of weight. I was unhappy with my shape, size, weight, and self. So I knew I wanted to lose weight, but I needed to be safe about it. I have finally broken free of that thanks to a weight loss app that uses healthy eating and psychology. The psychology helped me to dig it into some old habits and understand myself better. The biggest trigger for me in the past was my weight and weighing myself. So it was a number. I would obsess about being a certain number. I can now weigh myself daily and am healthy about it if I am not at the weight that I want to be or think I need to be. But I am trying to get there in a healthy way. That is really hard. Yeah. That is a hard, hard road. So I'm glad that you have your husband to hold you accountable and to support you on that journey because um, that is a really tough one to, to, to tip the tip your toes in that water yeah. after you've had an eating disorder. For sure. So that's great that you have that support. Amanda N. from Pittsburgh. Uh, this response I feel like is so important to read because it's something that I feel like everyone can relate to. So if you face struggles, what inspired you to overcome them and change your mindset? Um, I still struggle every day. Mm-hmm. I buy clothes I think will be okay. And then I realize they don't look right. Or I try to squeeze into Spanx just to wear the piece. Girl. Speaking straight, like, it's like we're, you know, of one mind. Right? That's, as it's just good to know that. Not alone. That, that nagging voice in our head is nagging everybody else as well. <laughs> So how do we shut that motherfucker up? That's, That's what we're here. That's the plan. We're going to shut we're here that to motherfucker do. up. We're going to neutralize it. There yes. we go. Neutralize that bitch. All right. Um, if you face struggles, what inspired you to overcome them and change your mindset? So culture change and education, introducing and acknowledging different body types. Mm. Nice. Like that. Um, this uh, response is people that love me unconditionally. My daughter, I want her to see her body as a mirac- as miraculous for moving her through the day mm. and doing the things she mm. wants and needs to do. Oh, I'm going to cry. So this is just such proof that like the people you surround yourself with yeah. can definitely enhance your experience in overcoming those struggles. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of comments on here about daughters mm-hmm. and sons and just children in general. I think we just all want to break the cycle. We do. We really, really do. So, okay. Um, I va- Oh, I value strength and what I can do overlooks when it comes to my body. I appreciate that very much. Um, I tell myself that a lot. I'm very strong. 
So it is good to know that you can like, again, be appreciative for what your body can do. Yeah. Um, this one is also from Mihaela M from Bulgaria. She is our ballerina. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of remind that for her response, um, her struggles, uh, she says, unfortunately, because I was so young, I will never be able to recover. I never moved on, but it helped me when I moved to America. Here, most people accept your decisions on what and who you choose to be. So it's in that interesting it perspective. Is. It is because, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, wow, you know, we grew up here and take for granted how much worse, I guess it could have been like, right. Wow. So I'm, I'm glad that your experience in this country has been positive in that manner for you. Seriously, like that makes me so much happier. <laughs> Gives me some hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does, it does make you realize the perspective of like, we only have this one perspective and it could have been a lot, a lot worse. Um, this one is from Sarah again in Virginia. So if you face struggles, what inspired you to overcome them and change your mindset? And I mean, I love her because she's being funny here. Uh, LOL. Overcome? Question mark. Nah, girl. I pray to be skinny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I can't. I feel well, you. Yeah, I got you, girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this is from Leah E. in Minnesota. Hillary McBride was interviewed by Jen Hatmaker, and she talked mm. about her body as he. Sh sorry. She talked about her body as her she, and mm. it was so profound. My body has brought me through two pregnancies and two C-sections. She has run a 10K and helped me feel better through the pandemic. She loves to dance and do yoga and eat chocolate. She loves warm blankets and massages, and all of these things have kept her going. I appreciate them all, and it is all because of my body. I am learning to listen to my body and to trust her. I picked up the book Intuitive Eating, and I look forward to learning more about how to listen to my body well instead of restricting her. Oh, everything about girl. that answer. Yes. I'm also so obsessed with intuitive eating, the idea of it. And I don't know much about it except for the fact that I know what intuitive means. And uh, I feel like that's the answer to things. Like to ask yourself, what does my body need today? Like in terms of food. Yeah. What does my body need today in terms of movement? And it might be nothing like you might just need to rest mm -hmm. uh, instead of saying like, oh, it's Monday. I must do this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the teacher, then you should show up. <laughs> I just realized that I teach you because Mondays are my class. <laughs> it's a little different. Okay. <laughs> okay. Knowing that I truly feel better when I'm at a healthy weight and I feel worse when I'm not accepting that. Part of self-esteem and happiness comes from liking how I look in clothes and still feeling attractive in my 40s because aging is a struggle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme going around on Instagram where it's like, I mean, it's written by like a child because it says like, my age, 19, my knees, 47, my back, 78. <laughs> Oh, man, you're going to have problems then. Like, oh, man, just wait. Just wait. My sister used to say that to me all the time because she's so much older than me. I would, like, give her a hard time. She'd be yeah. like, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. And I'll never forget the day I woke up and, like, could not see without glasses. And I was like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> 
because I was like she's right because I would give her the hardest time about her vision because she'd yeah. hold things like seven feet away from her to see it you know <laughs> and I was like oh you're right there Mr. Magoo <laughs> she's like just wait just wait she's fucking right all right all right all right all right <laughs> um Melissa R from Spokane Washington I've been in active recovery for about eight years. Mm. I met my now husband and didn't want to put him through the stress of having a partner with an eating disorder. I wanted to love my body and eat delicious food and not be a burden on anyone. Can I get like, I feel that burden part so fucking hard. It's like all I ever want to do. I mean, I know we should be doing things for ourselves, which you, you did. You said you didn't, you wanted to love your body and eat delicious food. So like, I know you're doing that for you. I'm just saying, like, I get yeah. that burden part. Yeah. But then, like, the eating disorder part of me is like, but I'll also be a burden if I get super, super fat. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God. So, boy, so many struggles in so, so many. many spaces. So entering the fitness world and making it my mission to right the wrongs. Mm. Um, that's an interesting concept. I agree that there is a lot of wrongs that can be righted over there. So... Thank you for fighting the good fight. So I have one more on this topic from Jenna L. And it says, it was my New Year's resolution to be more positive to myself. I would never say the things that I do to myself to someone I love because it would hurt them so badly. Yeah, that self-talk yep. can can really be dangerous. Yeah, it can be dangerous for yourself and for everyone who can hear you. Absolutely, because they're going to internalize it. Yeah. Another thing that someone said at one point, and I can't believe, I can't remember if it was one of our interviews or not, but it was like saying the way you talk about yourself in front of other people gives them permission to speak the same way to you. I feel like that was Brene or something. It probably was. But like, I do that like, yeah, mm-hmm. has helped me in how you trying treat to yourself. Change. You teach, it was like something like that. You're teaching other people how to treat you. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to try to be nicer. Yeah. Whew. To myself. <laughs> and to me. So. Just kidding. <laughs> and what the fuck? Hey. I'm nice to you. <laughs> Except when I make fun of you on the air. <laughs> I love that you almost didn't catch it. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, uh moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Okay. Next. Next question. How are you owning your body views now? And what advice do you have for others to do so as well? Such a loaded question. Kathy G from Florida. Mama. Bring it. After years of struggling with having the perfect body shape, I know now how foolish that was. Mm. It was a waste of precious mind space to worry about it. Today, I am happy to have a healthy body. Don't waste your life over your weight. As long as you are healthy, just love yourself. Damn, mama dropping some truth bombs. Mm-hmm. It's also because she's like living her best fucking she life. Is. I'm I mean, so happy for her. I, I, I just I'm so yeah. proud of her. And I, and I think that that what that says to me, not only with her answer, but also with the way she's living her life is like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking wait that long. No. Like well, she's doing it right. And I'm yeah. going to even do it earlier. Yes. You know? Yeah. All right, here we go. I wish I had magical advice. This is anonymous from Chicago. I wish I had listened to the people that tried to help me for the many years I struggled 
with a poor self-image. I wish I did not obsess so much and make myself sick about my size and weight in my teens. I now completely own my body and my body views and am transparent about my journey, although I still struggle. I hid so much for so long, it felt good to finally let it out. Mm-hmm. I find myself being more open when I feel myself struggling. That's great. Mm-hmm. I am not flaunting my body around, but I don't hate it. As I age, I can see my next obsession battling, battle being wrinkles, lines, mm-hmm. and bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already had to talk myself out of Botox for a few forehead wrinkles. Yeah, I mean, if it's not weight, we're going to... Yeah. It's, fuck! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <sighs> it's good stuff, though. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Anonymous from Pittsburgh. I am very aware of what I say around my daughters. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. If my mom says that I look great because I lost weight, I say how strong I feel. Yes. I try to make good choices and don't shame my girls for eating a snack. Amen. Yes. Um... I, this is anonymous from Colorado. I will struggle in my own mirror, but work hard not to express it around my daughters. They need to be proud of who they are and not let image hold them back. So in similar ways um, to both of those answers, you know, that we recognize the example that we're setting. So even if you have a hard moment, keeping it to yourself. Yeah. And not saying it to your children, I guess, out loud. Right, right. Get yourself a good therapist. Please. <laughs> or DM us. I'm sure we can we'll relate. chat it out with you. <laughs> we'll chat it out with you. In the last year, oh, this is Amanda N. from Pittsburgh, PA. In the last year, I try to just eat healthy and realize that it may never go away. I am now over 40 and my body makeup has changed and I just need to combat the health issues mm-hmm. that come with age, not try to erase 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is something that has helped me a lot. That is really something that's helped me a lot because I refuse to want to be younger or want to like I'm trying like in my head the not wanting to be younger, not wanting to look different is because I'm so fucking proud Mm. of what I made it through. Yeah. Like this body and all of the other things that come with it did a, B, C, D, E, F, G. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and is now living this like ridiculously like authentic life without like lying yeah. about what I want and what I care about. Right. And I had to age to fucking do that. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, yes. So here we are. Here we are, babes. Here we are. And one more thing. Uh, my girl, Anne Lamott. I'll never forget it. When I was in college, I read her books and she talked about, um, she was, I know it's popular now to talk about this, but she was like the first one on the brinks of this. This was before social media. And so obviously I was like reading books and, (laughs) and drinking tea and drinking tea and being better than all of you. (laughs) So, uh, but she talks about her thighs and she talks about this idea of like, she was standing next to like a 16 year old girl who was like looking at her and she just looked at her and she was like, TikTok, honey. (laughs) But she also said like about swimming in the damn ocean and doing the thing and living the life and that your thighs do not determine, you know, if you're going to like enjoy, you know, and she she talked a lot like lovingly looking at your body. Do you know what this was from? What book it was? I don't. um, 
we'll remember. We'll- I will. I will remember, and I will put it in the show notes. I mean, I. She's like pre, you know, Brene Brown, pre yeah. Glennon Doyle, pre yeah. uh, Jen Hatmaker. Like, I just was so obsessed with her. Um, just her, like her ability to love herself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though she does not fit the mold of beauty in our country, and she fucking doesn't care. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Uh, be the person you want to be. This is Chrissy S from PA. Uh, with character, integrity, and take care of your body. Be gentle to yourself. Wow. Mm. Be gentle to yourself. Take captive thoughts that are lies, yes, and replace them with the truth, which is you are loved, valuable, and worthy just as God made you. And that's the only identity that matters. I like that. That's like replacing, like we talked about the bubbly. Yeah. It's a replacement. Oh, take those lies. Yeah. Replace it with truth. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you would say to your best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like such good. I mean, I only got that advice recently was like, or not advice, but like realization recently that not every thought that passes through my head is truth. Yes. And so I, to hear say, take captive those lies is a good reminder because you know, you forget that just because a thought comes into your head doesn't mean that it's reality. Right. Um, okay. I guess I would say comparison is really a waste of time. Oh my gosh. Why yes. not? Yes. Why not love yourself? Why not focus on what makes you feel good? Love it. Man, our listeners are dropping some dropping um, it. really amazing advice. Uh, this is Sarah M. from Virginia. Be careful how you talk to your daughters about their weight and appearance. I mean, we can't say that enough. Right. Like, be careful and fucking get a therapist if you can't be careful yeah deal with your shit so you don't bring it down to the next generation Uh, Mihaela M from Bulgaria now Pittsburgh I will never be happy with my body image no matter what anybody says no matter if people say I look fine in my book fine is not enough with all my heart and self being I wish for people to be proud of who they are because Mm. no matter what or how you look you are one of a kind and you are unique Tell yourself that too, Mahela. We'll tell you. We will tell you. We are telling you right now. We wish with all of our heart and self-being for you to be proud of who you are. Because no matter what or how you or how you look, you are one of a kind and you are unique. Those are your words, my love. Yeah. So mm. true. That's beautiful though. Wow. Okay, if you are happy, then keep on... This is Janet from Pittsburgh. Then keep on doing what you're doing. If you long to be in a different place and feel better about your body, make small goals and start one day at a time. Less calories, more activity, and it's only going to work if it's long-term. Which is true. You know, nothing works in those fad, short-term diets. But, you know, it also doesn't have to work. Like, you don't have to do anything. Do it so that you feel good. Yes, do what makes you feel good. All right, Melissa R. from Spokane, Washington. Please, please ditch the diets. Amen, sister. 25% of people who go on diets develop an eating disorder. Measure your body changes not by the scale, but how you strong you feel, the stamina you have, doing physical activities you hadn't done before. 
get into intuitive eating and deflect mm-hmm. or avoid all diet talk. It'll help you feel empowered and you'll start developing a healthy, healthy relationship with your body and food. And I want to note about Melissa R. from Spokane, Washington, that she is a mental health therapist. So she knows what the fuck she's talking about. I like the one thing she said about um, so to something like cancel out that talk or what did she say? Diet talk. Uh, she said, get into intuitive eating and deflect or avoid all diet deflect talk. Deflect and avoid diet talk. Yes. Yes. It'll help you feel empowered yes. and you'll start developing a healthy relationship with your body and food. Gosh, there's so many things in life we can do that about. But yes, yeah. I like that a lot. All right. Um, everybody is different and is beautiful and should be celebrated. And that is from Anonymous in Pittsburgh. Leah E. from Minnesota says, I am recognizing that my mom will probably hate her body until the day she Mm -hmm. dies, and I can't change that. Yeah. But I can set up boundaries around what conversations I will tolerate. I do struggle with feeling fat, and I struggle to not express that. But when I do try to say, I recognize the statement isn't helpful or even true. It is just how I feel about myself. I am practicing self-compassion in all areas, including how I view my body. See, we're all making strides here. Those yeah. are some strides, Leah. They are. Good for you. They really are, especially knowing like that you're not going to be able to help. To change someone else. To change else. someone else, yeah. So how are you owning your body views now, and what advice do you have for others to do so as well? This is from Jenna L. Just trying to be positive, and when a negative thought comes in my head, I try to replace it with a positive one. So I think that when you say something where instead of like, I'm so fat or something like that, trying to replace it with like, I I feel really good right now. Or (laughs) like, I like carried up all the laundry from the basement or I, you know, I don't know, something to show what your body did for you today. Yeah. The last question we asked everyone was, what other what other input do you have for us surrounding body image and or diet culture? Kathy G, Mama G from Florida, <laughs> has some dropping some more knowledge. My generation grew up on perfect images of women. The pressure was real to be thin. I'm not sure it has changed that much, but I think it's starting to. Healthy and strong bodies is what should be the message to young girls of women, girls and women of all ages. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Anonymous from Chicago. For the most part, I think diet culture is toxic. Advertising creates unrealistic results and fuels unhealthy habits. I have found one diet that has worked for me, but it is not really a diet. It's a lifestyle change. It combines the psychology and healthy eating that works for me, but it might not work for everyone because everyone is so different. I think that our upcoming generation is facing a huge body image battle. All of these filters, editing apps, and videos Mm -hmm. are making kids obsessed with their appearance, and it worries me. It's almost like just a different way. Yeah. I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that, because I feel like this generation has a better handle on it. And then she said that, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just a different way of comparing yourself. Oh. Yeah. Um, Anonymous from Pittsburgh, PA says, following body positive folks on Instagram has been helpful. And I agree. Get those accounts that inspire you, but make sure that it's somebody who makes you feel good about life and not someone who you are trying to compare yourself to. Yes. There's a slippery slope there. Um, We suggest Casey with 
with the street pizza eats. We do. And um, Liz with Liz Wears What. Follow those two accounts because they're fucking awesome. So this is Sarah M. from Virginia. And her other input is, I obviously have an eating disorder, but since I'm underweight, it is incredibly difficult to get treatment. Mm. Man. Think about that. Yep. Um, my insurance, well, this is a whole nother fucking problem. Won't even cover therapy, much less treatment for this. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we can go down a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, we can. We can for sure. That is really tough. I'm hopeful. I don't even know. I'm sure you've looked for free resources. I don't know of any off the top of my head. I just try so hard to like myself follow specific people on Instagram, um, listen to certain podcasts and really tune out a lot of shit. Yeah. Yep. But again, I'm very unqualified. (laughs) (laughs) Hence our title. Amanda N. from Pittsburgh says, BMI is a bullshit number. Amen, girl. Amen. It really is. I did actually listen to a podcast that told you the history of the BMI. Yeah. And it's absolute, complete bullshit. Oh. Um, I wish I remembered the details of it because I it was like this guy's like experiment. It, it really, it, it's not based on um, like good science at all. Yikes. Uh, diets are dumb. <laughs> Anonymous from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Yes. Anonymous from Washington, PA. I only put the word maybe. Oh, because it was the question before in your experience. Do you find diets to be beneficial to your health? And Anonymous answered maybe. Um, so the answer was I only put maybe because the word diet has many meanings and not all are created equal. Mm. Watching your sugar intake because of diabetes runs in your family is different yes. than developing it or depriving yourself of fuel. That's just one example. But some dietary changes can be useful and make some people genuinely feel better. Example, Everly Well testing changed my life and my gastrointestinal functioning. So I I remember reading that comment and like looking it up Everly Well, and I just had a whole bunch of blood tests done myself. I've had hair analysis. It, that is, she is so right. Like when you feel sick, my stomach is weird and and I'm trying to still figure out and so if there's a certain food that's going to hurt my stomach for example I'm so sad about this but I have come to the conclusion that truly beer is not part of my world anymore yeah I don't know gluten I'm sure but um I'm not restricting myself of that because it has a lot of calories it's because it hurts my damn stomach yeah and I think that's what the point was there is like there's lots of reasons to to eat and avoid certain things. Sure. Definitely. Uh, Lori L. from Lancaster, PA says, I'm most worried about my daughters. I have heard them both say negative things about their bodies, and they are oh only 13 goodness. and 8. I don't know the right things to say to them. Ugh. I think just focusing on telling them to focus on things besides their bodies, like their strength, their intelligence, their yeah senses of humor they're you know I just remember people saying because when like Lily was a an angel like a glorious like angelic being <laughs> it's a baby and a little <laughs> one um oh you but you just wait when they when you get to be about teenagers it's so much harder and I'm like I can handle that 
oh my God, it is so hard. (laughs) It is so hard because you're trying to, one, we're not all healed from our own shit. So we're trying not to project. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Two, we're trying to like stay calm and like handle their stuff and be like, do they do it? How do they feel? Blah, blah, blah. And like try yeah. to like anticipate things, you know, and, and try to like make sure you're saying the right comments to respond to social media shit. And oh, it's a big responsibility. Huge. Huge. My daughter is eight and she gets told on a daily basis at school because she'll come home and tell me. Like, why do people keep talking about how skinny I am? Yeah. Oh. And it's it's like... And we all think, you know, saying skinny is like not a bad thing, but it can be just as damaging to call somebody that because she is very tiny. And so what if she begins to become bigger and then she thinks like, oh, she's supposed to look the way she used to look or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just these things. It's we just have to be so careful. I just that's why I think eliminating any comments about people's bodies from your vocabulary is just the only way to go. Right. All right, this is uh, Melissa R. from Spokane, Washington, and her input that she has for us surrounding body image and diet culture. The best treatment for an eating disorder is a holistic approach. It is important to find a therapist who is trained in eating disorders, a dietitian, not a nutritionist. I thought that was interesting information. That is interesting. Yeah. So dietitian and not a nutritionist um, and consulting with your primary as well. There's no shame in asking for help. You also don't have to be underweight to meet criteria for an eating disorder. Very important. Yeah. And then this is the one who was sharing with us that they are a mental health therapist. Yes. Thank you so much for that information, Melissa. Yes. Um, We're going to end with Mihaela from Bulgaria and now Pittsburgh because hers is a positive message that I'm hoping she embraces as well. Body image is overrated in more ways than one. We are perfect and we are amazing, no matter our look, size, weight, or race. We will rule the world. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all of your insights with us. We hope that just by opening this conversation from our listeners and from our, um, you know, they are kind of experts. They're at least experts in teaching me about, you know, what it's like to have some body neutrality and like really not going either way on it that it's gonna make or break my day like it just is right um that that hopefully this conversation then is helping you to learn something new yeah and maybe move you a little bit in the direction of health and healing yes absolutely so full disclosure I just said a whole long rant and then said I'm taking all of that out because this is such a hard thing to talk about And it's such a hard thing to know the right and wrong things to say and if there's right and wrong. So I just think kind of reiterating, if we just change the conversation, know that we are struggling with the same things. Like these survey results show that. All we've done here is open up the conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm still not doing well with it. Right. I mean, it just is, guys. And, you know, hopefully we can all just... Like I said, move forward. Right. But know that we're going to probably take a step back. And that's okay. But we're here to guide (laughs) each other back to the right paths. Um, We're here for an open conversation. If you ever want to DM us, you ever want to send us an email, unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We're at unqualifiedtherapists on Instagram, Mm -hmm. which is where we spend a lot of our time. We're on all the other platforms too, but you can find us a little easier on Instagram. (laughs) 
a little quicker. <laughs> well, it's the one that I'm the most comfortable with, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for your vulnerability, for your willingness to share with us. It means a lot. Um, it means a lot to the rest of our listeners, too, so that people can know that they're not alone. Yes. Again, I've said it probably 12 times, but I'm going to say it 13. I am really appreciative of your authenticity and your willingness to share your story. We say that that's what this platform's for, sharing all of our stories. And yes. so thank you for opening up. We hope that you have a good week and that you join us again next week when we have Casey. Yes, it is going to be such a fantastic conversation. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. Make sure you tune in. And if you are on our Patreon, you'll get to hear that episode early. Yes, you will. And it comes in two parts. And guess what? You're going to get both parts <laughs> early, earlier than everybody else. Head on over to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. It is probably the best number one way that you can help support us to keep this conversation like this and all the rest of our episodes going. Yes. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you soon. Keep it wild and weird. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualified therapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Until next week, warrior, hold on. We're going to make it. Yeah,